0: Well, hello, friends. Uh, Very Merry Christmas Eve to you. My name's Brad. I'm part of the teaching and leadership team here at Jericho Ridge. And though we can't be together in person uh, this evening, I want to talk to you for a few moments about the paradox of Christmas. Now, a paradox is two seemingly contradictory truths that exist together in the same time and space, like dress shoes in sheep pens, for example. So there's different paradoxes. There's things like Russell's paradox, which questions whether a list of all lists that do not contain themselves would include itself. Or the classic paradox from first-year philosophy classes called the Ship of Theseus, which ponders whether a wooden ship repaired over an extended period of time by replacing each and every one of its wooden parts, one by one, would remain the same ship or be an entirely new one. In the world of art, we have visual paradoxes. Uh, Like M.C. Escher's drawings, where floors seem to become walls from other perspectives and staircases appear to climb endlessly in three dimensions on a two-dimensional surface. In theology, we have things like the omnipotence Paradox, which asks whether an all-powerful being can create a rock too heavy for itself to lift. Or in real life, we have the paradox encountered by college graduates who can't get hired because they lack work experience, but who can't get real work experience if no one will hire them. But at the heart of the Christian narrative, and in fact, the Christmas narrative, there exists a stunning paradox. And that paradox is that Jesus was born being fully God and also fully human. Not 50%, 50%, but 100%, 100%. And Colossians chapter two, verse nine in the New Testament says it this way, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Two seemingly contradictory realities of existence in one baby born some 2000 years ago, whose life, whose death, whose resurrection and whose reign we celebrate with millions of others across history and across the globe this night. Now, I am not here to solve this paradox for you. That is way above my pay grade, and it might actually not be helpful or even possible. We're gonna come to that in a minute but I do want us to take a closer look at the paradoxical elements of the Christmas narrative in Luke chapter two together. One part of the paradox that we see right up front is that while this is a very divine moment, it's also a very human moment. This is a story about pregnancy and about a birth. And we get insight into this very divine moment in the Gospel of Luke 2, where a baby, unlike any other, came into the world in the very same way that every other baby who was ever born has come into the world, a mother's womb. And We sometimes forget this with all of the sanitized Christmas cards and pristine nativity scenes, but this is a birthing experience. It's helpful to remember that Luke, the writer who gives us the most details about that first Christmas Eve, is actually an ancient medical doctor. And so he writes about the birth of a child in a way that's unique to his gospel account. He notes the unusual circumstances of a census that forced a hard journey for Mary and Joseph from their hometown of Nazareth to the town of Bethlehem. And Mary is, in the text, Luke reminds us now, obviously pregnant, and if you've ever traveled while pregnant by foot or by donkey, it would be, shall we say, less than comfortable. Luke also notes for us some paradoxically puzzling details about Jesus' human family, and that is that Joseph is a descendant of the ancient King David, one of the greatest rulers that ancient Israel had ever known. And yet when we meet Joseph in the text of the Bible, he is not living the life of a royal family member. He's a working class kind of guy, a carpenter. And this, this amplifies for us that this is a very important moment, but it's also a very obscure moment that happens out of the way of watching eyes, happening in a barn in the dead of night. Even the birth narrative itself is actually light on details, but high on tension. So listen to Dr. Luke describe the delivery in chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. While they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. So she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. We're not really given to understand why an obviously pregnant mother was not given preferential or at least non-manger adjacent lodging for her imminent birth. We don't know whether the event took place in a stable, a barn, a cave, or simply an area underneath an ancient house where animals like sheep were placed to keep them out of harm's way overnight. We do know that there would have been hay because That's what you put in mangers, which were ancient feeding troughs for animals like sheep. And so we wanted to try and give you a little bit of that feel this evening. We also know that most certainly, if you look at our surroundings, it was not a sanitized or comfortable experience for Mary, for Joseph, and presumably not for the baby either. Could you imagine giving birth in a place like this. I mean, we're so used to modern, shiny birthing suites, sanitized hospitals, midwives, attending nurses and gowned physicians being present, doting grandparents arriving later in the day, bringing gifts, cradling newborns in their arms, speaking about family resemblance, taking photographs for sharing with friends. But part of the paradox of this birth was that it was not anything like that kind of an event, but it was a very holy moment, which is why Christmas Eve sometimes has that feeling of reverence and awe to it. it was also a globally significant moment in salvation history, and yet the only ones who showed up in the first 24 hours that we have recorded were shepherds. And they didn't come out of relationship with the young couple or the new baby. They came because of an angelic visitation that declared to them that this birth was, quote, good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And you will recognize Him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth Lying in a manger. And if I'm Mary, I'm not sure that I would have been particularly excited to see shepherds burst in on me in the first 24 hours after giving birth. I mean, shepherds, while they look very cute in church nativity pageants, they had quite a bad reputation in the first century world as being thieves and transients. So they were not particularly welcome, either as visitors or as messengers. But all of this is actually just part of the grand paradox of Christmas. The most amazing event in human history happened in the most humble and unusual of circumstances that you could imagine. God became flesh and dwelt among us, not as a powerful king or a judgmental tyrant, but as a helpless, infant. And the little Lord Jesus, we sang, asleep on the hay. The paradox is so mind stretching that it can be difficult to comprehend. And that's okay. I love what artist and author Scott Erickson said about this in his excellent book, Honest Advent. In writing about the virgin birth, he says, quote, the function of a paradox is not to find the solution to seemingly opposite truths, but to be transformed by living into the middle mystery of them, end quote. You see, paradoxes push us to places of dis-ease and discomfort where we have to wrestle a little bit or a lot, and we have to allow ourselves to be transformed in the process. This is true, friends, in all areas, all kinds of areas in our lives. Parenting, for example, is a paradox. It's this process where we impart all that we can impart to another human being and we hope against hope that they turn out all right in the end. Love is a paradox. I've been present for exactly two births in my life, both of our children, and it is still mysterious to me how that very first time that I held my son, my daughter in my arms, my heart was filled to absolute overflowing with love for these little humans. And I had just now met them, and they'd done nothing to earn or merit my love. Every single birth is a paradox, a very holy and a very human moment. And love has a way of changing you from the inside out. Just ask any pregnant mother who's endured toilet-hugging morning sickness, or any father who has stood at the altar and gave away a daughter as a bride. Or ask any parent that sits by the bedside of a chronically ill child. Love has a way of paradoxically transforming you into someone completely new from the inside out. Because when you slow down and you pause to think about it for a few moments, everyday life is filled with paradoxes as well. In the midst of great suffering and pain and discomfort, we can also experience moments of joy, hope, and peace, in the midst of a year of chaos like 2020 has been for many, if we pause and we reflect honestly, it's not all been bad news. Love breaks through into our darkness from time to time and reminds us that we are not alone, that we are loved, that God is real, and friend, that God cares about you. And maybe that's the message that you need to hear tonight. No matter who you are, no matter how you feel about God, the heart of the Almighty is filled with love and compassion for you. The question becomes, is your heart open and willing to be a recipient of and a participant in divine love? And the way that you would do that is actually through prayer. You would say yes to God. You would open your heart and your life up to God, just like Mary and Joseph were willing to do. And again, the point of paradox is not to find the solution, but to be transformed by living into the middle of the mystery of the paradox. And that's what we as Christians call faith. And it's something that countless people who are connected with Jericho Ridge have come to not only know intellectually and in an honest way, but also to experience and live into you. And if you're new to that, I would warmly welcome you to join us on that journey. Remember friends, that first Christmas Eve Love broke into the darkness in the form of a human baby. God became flesh and dwelt among us. The creator of the galaxy found himself surrounded by sheep asleep on the hay. And so this Christmas season, may you remain open to the paradoxes that infuriate you and invite you into deeper places of wrestling. May you be open to the divine work of transformation and the restoration that is that paradoxical partnership between you as a human and God's Holy Spirit. And may you remember, friends, the paradox that only through brokenness can we be made whole. May you live into that paradox that the baby born that night long ago is inviting you right now into deeper places of faith and hope and love and may you rest in the peace of knowing that the darkness can never extinguish the light of love that has come into the world and has been given to you to give to others let's pray together God, we are so grateful for this wondrous gift given to us. We open our hearts and our lives to receive from you. We ask that you would fill us with gratitude and with hope anew. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, we pray. Amen.